Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is going to be our first real life stories edition of 2020 here on the Grace Point Daily Podcast. So here's what we did. We scoured the entire planet to figure out who we could get as the coolest and best person to present their real life story. So who did we find? Carmen. That's who we found. That's right. Car- I, I know some of you didn't think I could make it happen, but we made it happen. So here he is, ladies and gentlemen, to join us on the Grace Point Daily Podcast, Carmen. Carmen, welcome. How are you doing? Good How are you, here. sir? Good. Very excited to have you. Thank you. <laughs> and, and alongside Carmen is going to be the one and the only. He's my partner on the Modern Christian Dads Podcast, Kelly Stevens. Good mm. evening, everyone. Kelly, can you believe you got roped into this one? I, I know, but I'm honored. I'm here with Carmen. This, this is awesome. This is how much you're moving up in the world I, now. Yes. Mm. From MCT, yep. MCD to GPD. That's exactly here we go. right. You're on, yep. you're, you're on the squad, the team. Yep. Awesome. So here we go. Carmen is a, so, well, what do you call yourself? What, what are oh, you, Carmen? Contemporary Christian music. Okay. Uh, musician, <laughs> I guess. A writer, songwriter, performer. Yeah. And you've been yeah. doing it for a while. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> uh, well, uh, probably at least since I started back in, uh, uh, I think I started when I first wrote, started writing songs in 76, 76. Okay. Yeah. And I was singing in church in 77 and 78, 79. I think I, rec- I made my first record. The year I was born. Really? 1979. Okay. So that was a great year, I've brother. Been, I've been, not been at this a while. <laughs> yeah. I've been at this a while. Well, and, and we, I mean, I say that respectfully because I know tonight we actually just finished up a concert here in Southern Missouri at a church called Grace Point in Carthage, Missouri. And, you know, we hear countless stories of how you have touched the lives throughout the years. It's mm. been, been powerful through your music, through your, through the kind of the spoken word, if you will. So man, we say thank you very much to that. My wife led me to Christ with a group of other people and she's the one who got me hooked on the Carmen. Oh, Wow. Good for her. She should be here. <laughs> so she, there she is. She's just rolling in right there. Yeah. So she's a big, big Carmen fan. So thank you so much. Here's what I thought we could do for maybe a few minutes, because mm. a lot of people now know you as the singer, right? As the mm. performer who's been doing it. Some people remember you from the stadiums, the, the concerts, the music videos. But could we, for just a moment, step back into the story of Carmen? How'd you get saved? How'd you find Jesus? Uh, at, I I heard Andre Crouch singing at Disney, Disney World, Disneyland in uh, California. And the, the next day I got saved. He, his music really moved me. Wow. And uh, I, when I heard the gospel set to music, it, it made sense to me. Okay. That was my language. <laughs> but you were, now you're from the East Coast. You grew from up New in... New Jersey, yeah. Okay. And did you grow up, what was that? Is that a Catholic family or what no. kind of an environment? No, we didn't grow up anything. No God whatsoever, Not really. Not necessarily no God, but we did. We weren't church-going folks. Um, my, my parents were when I was real little, um, but by the time I was five or six years old, they had fallen away from the church, so I didn't grow up in church. You know, I, I, I know what it was because I'd been there, but I didn't really have it in me. It wasn't part of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did you have any perspective of God at all? I mean, I'm trying to think when I grew up as a Christian, I didn't grow up in a Christian home either, but I was like, I wasn't an atheist, but I mean, I didn't believe in God either. Where did you kind of find yourself? Was that even a thought? Did you have a perspective? Well, I really didn't, I wasn't put in a situation where I had to think about it or I had to come up with a perspective because nobody was asking, (laughs) (laughs) you know, I was more concerned how to survive 
in it in my neighborhood than I was <laughs> if there was a God. Well, I'm curious because you said that uh, you got saved the day after. Right. W- what was that like? Were you, were you just by yourself and you just asked Jesus into your heart? I was or? in the kitchen with uh, with my family in uh, in uh, California, and uh, my brother in law was a pastor, and I said, you know, could you? What do you do? How do you how do you get saved? What do you do? Because I want to, I want this, you know. In my heart, I was already there. You know, I just didn't. I don't know. I didn't know if there was some ceremony or something yeah, I had to okay. do or say or anything like that, <laughs> or just to make sure. Um, but when I had left that concert with Andre Crouch, I was pretty much there. Yeah, you know, I was. I wanted that. But that was at Disney World, you said, right? Correct. Or di- yeah, it was that night. Yeah. So was that just a vacation or, I mean, you're no, like. No, it was some girl invited me. Okay. <laughs> She's 10 years older than ah, me. That's, I, that's I was, the real story. Coming. She was 30. Yeah. I thought I was getting married. <laughs> you know, I thought, well, you know. This is what we're trying. that bad. <laughs> this know? is what we're trying to pull out here. The real story, Carmen. Okay. That so was there the was a girl. Story. Okay. That no. was the real story. <laughs> that was the trick God oh, played on yeah, me. Yeah. To get me that, to go. Hey. <laughs> I know what that's like, brother. Yeah. Anyway, so you you go to the concert, you go, you get saved the next day. At this time, were you already a musician? Uh, oh yeah, I was playing in clubs, and uh, I had I was going back and forth between California and Vegas because I was showcasing in Vegas trying to get a job. Okay, and uh, so it was during that time that I that I got saved, and then I was like nowhere. I didn't know what to do. You know, I didn't. I, I couldn't really go back to Vegas and try to work in Vegas. Yeah. You know, um, because that's, that's a whole nother lifestyle. Yeah. 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 And you can't just go get saved and go back and and work the club circuit or, you know, I would be back in the entertainment world. I mean, and and all that, all all that entails. Mm -hmm. Vegas was just a, 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 a starting point. Okay. We had a guy actually just at our church, uh, Marcus Kelly, his name is, and he was back in the day, a crooner in Vegas for years mm-hmm. and God radically got a hold of his life and talked about how, man, that struggle of, of having Christ in his life and having to pull away from that Vegas lifestyle. It's different. I think it's different if you're already there, you've been working there for a long time, or if you're in secular okay. entertainment and you know, you've been there for years and years and that's how people know you. Yeah. Um, uh, but you had that, you hadn't broken. That'd be a rough a rough thing to kind of undo if you wanted to go okay. do something else. But you hadn't broken. in. I hadn't, the scene I hadn't yet, made anything yet. If I had if I had like five hit records or something like that, and I was already an established <laughs> pop artist, it would have been a whole different story. Because when people okay. see you, they they want to hear what they know. You, you'll you you have gotten more popular from those pop hits than you probably yeah. would, would ever get in. Christian music, so mm-hmm. that thing will follow yeah. you around your whole life. So, you, I mean, you have to figure out how how that thing's going to work for you, for you to be satisfied. Yeah. You know, w- was that the plan uh, before Jesus? Uh, the Vegas. Well, no, and, well I was gonna. I, no, I really wanted to be an actor. That was really what I wanted. I just did music to, to make money, just hmm. just as commerce. Um, but I did, I never studied music. I studied acting. You know, at at in in Philadelphia at the Abbey Playhouse, and uh, but I never studied uh, music. Music was never my goal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I guess. But the acting comes through with story songs. You know, right, right. So it's kind of the only way I would, you know, I could um, get that that uh, that passion inside of me and put it on film. I was always wanting to put a, a song on film and have it be a story because really I wanted to do acting. That's, yeah. But there was, there was no acting back then. There's now, yeah. you know, just 
born yes. in the wrong era. Right. You know? <laughs> were, were you always a storyteller? Did, I mean, when you were a kid, is that something that just kind of come natural, telling stories to your mom? And no, that <laughs> came that came after after I got saved. It was something that just sort of developed as you were writing a song. It's kind of how they how they came out. Mm-hmm. You know what you're attracted to, what artists you're attracted to. Like I was always attracted to Jerry Reed. Mm-hmm. Because he would talk his verses and sing his choruses, yeah, and I like that. Oh, okay, and uh, or um, Jim Croce back then. We're talking seventies now. Yeah, you know. So um, and Jerry Reed, you know, he was. I, I liked I liked him because he was like living out the verses, mm-hmm. you know. And me and Homer Jones and Big John Talley had a little crap game back in the alley, and I kept rolling them sevens and winning all the pot. Well, my luck was so good I could do no wrong. I just kept on rolling and controlling them phones. And finally, they just threw up their hands and they said, "Son, when you hot, you hot." I said, "Yeah, when you hot, yeah." Then he would sing the chorus. Yeah, you know? I, I have no idea what you just said, Carl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Jim Croce did yeah. kind of did uh, the same thing, <laughs> but he 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 had a sing awesome. a singing talking yeah. sort of way. Um, but he always wrote songs about abstract sort of things that you just didn't think about like working at the car wash blues yeah <laughs> like he, he just got out of the county prison doing 90 <laughs> days for non-support <laughs> tried to get him an executive position but no matter how smooth he talked no, uh, they wouldn't listen to the fact that i was a genius <laughs> he said man we got all that we can use now i got those steadily depressing low down mind messing working at the car wash blues <laughs> I, love it. I, love it. I mean when you listen to the song this is like a guy who's just a street guy <laughs> yeah 90 days for non-support <laughs> i mean come on man but that's funny but that style made you though like because like, that's very unique who has who has done that and who is music? and doing no no one's Not really ever done that before no, right no no i'm not was uh, very well, I mean, unique I, I haven't heard it I, I mean, haven't maybe, either. Maybe somebody has, but I haven't heard it. Yeah, and that, that's what, I mean, sculpted you into what you are today, I think, very much so, was that unique style and flavor. Because I haven't, I know when I got saved and I started listening to you, I was like, what? I don't, you know, like, because you're kind of, okay, you know, on some of your albums, you would throw down a little rock, you'd like do a little country, like blending styles that no one else was really doing that. And, and I think other people would get in trouble to do that, right? I think maybe yeah, like a, I think as an artist you want to push not yourself. In trouble, but you want to push yourself and see what you can and can't do, how far you can go. And I think the the, the multiplicity of styles is more the actor coming out than right. the, than yep. the musical artist. Mm-hmm. You know, the musical artist most likely uh, that would probably set me apart would have probably been the stories or the way in which you told a story in a song where they became like. Um, pictorial imagery and language set to music i guess mm-hmm. the best way to put it mm-hmm. so here we, this is confession moment right now carmen your mm-hmm. whole life you have been a musician uh, an actor posing as a musician um, <laughs> well i don't know if i'm confessing <laughs> it. I know, I just, <laughs> i've confessed that for a long yeah, time yeah. nobody was listening though <laughs> yeah yeah okay so here let's go back so you get saved under a crash concert you're you're in music so in that moment where you like yeah this is what i'm supposed to do i'm supposed to be a christian artist Take us through how you got from the jump of getting saved, then stepping into being a Christian artist, doing pursuing music in the realm of Christianity, or however you would term that. Well, there was it's, there's nothing really all that magical about it. I just started writing songs. They just sort of started to come to me, mm-hmm. and um, and I would sing them in church, and then uh, I would uh, write songs that the choir could sing. So after a while, you have all these songs that you've written because they. They just keep coming to you, yeah. you know, like memories that 
you didn't know you had. And, um, and eventually I, I wanted to go into doing music full time. So it, but it took about five years. And it, was, was that just uh, little churches, little venues? Anywhere. Anywhere? Okay. Anywhere I didn't have to work a regular job. Okay. <laughs> there you go. You know, I, can't, I mean, I, I was doing okay. I mean, I, I could have worked almost any kind of a job, but when you're a musician, you have that other thing inside of you that keeps driving you somewhere else, you know? Um, so everything looks bad, you know, no matter which, even if it's a good job, it looks bad because it's not what you're, you know, know what I now know, not what you're called to be, what yeah. you're called to do. So, uh, I what's would, your defining career moment? Like, okay, there, I saw a movie. I could only imagine. Did you see that one the re- recently? No, okay. So there was kind of this defining moment where meet with some executives and, uh, I could only imagine that song really blew up. Did you, did you have a defining moment in your career? Like this was the song that took it to another level. This was kind of the moment. Did you have one of those or was it just a natural progression, steady progression, if you will? Um, I may not be the guy to answer that one because I don't okay. know. Because <laughs> if if I did, no one ever told me. Okay, you know, and, and maybe it's because the, the nature of the songs themselves were only songs that I could really do. You know, like a song yeah. like I can I can only imagine. Everybody could sing that song. Lots of people could sing it, but who's how many people could sing Champion? Oh, come on! Or how many would want to? <laughs> you know, because it's it's you have to talk your way through it. So it's more of an actor's sort of song than it is a singer's Mm -hmm. song. Um, And so so I I think to me, everything just kept growing naturally. There was no explosion. I mean, not that I know of. Yeah. But I mean, you did start if there was. I mean, the first time I saw you, I think was 2001 ish at the Target Center, downtown Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, was that guy like in the, the middle? back end of things back yeah. then. Yeah. But I mean, that was like stage dancers, yeah. the full on. But you started out just rocking the guitar and a vocal, right? Um, back when that's all I had. Yeah. <laughs> um, as, a, as a matter of fact, after 2000, the record companies, they didn't, you know, they didn't like what I did. Um even if I sold records, they still didn't like it okay. because it didn't, it didn't fit any category. And, there. um, I was not, I was not what anybody wanted in the record company realm. Okay. Um, they wanted guys that they could pick their songs for them. They wanted guys that they knew that they could get airplay. They wanted guys that they felt they had something to do with their success. And I was not that guy. You know, okay. I was more of doing my own thing, you know, and saying, well, I don't want to sing that song. That's not me. I mean, I can't sing that. I'm, I would never say that. Um, and it would be, they would take it offensively, but it's like, what's the difference? <laughs> the only guy I really got along with um, that really understood me was a guy named Jimmy Bowen. And he was, uh, he produced, um, oh boy. He produced Dean Martin. He produced Sinatra. He was their record company guy. He produced uh, Everybody Loves Somebody Sometime. He ran Liberty Records that Garth Brooks was on. Mm. And George Strait and um, um, Willie Nelson, the, the Outlaws. And he was, he was not a Christian and anything like that. But he understood me. He says, look, just go do what you do. You know, you write it. If people yeah. like it, I'll sell it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I don't care what it sounds like. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, he... He was like he let an artist be an artist as opposed to trying to change that person to fit into something, another category. And if you couldn't, if they couldn't change you, fit you into a category, <laughs> literally, literally, they would not talk to you. Wow. Even, even if you sold 
half a million records, which only a few people were. Yeah. Um, they literally would not talk to you. Yeah. I mean, they would not talk to you. They would, and, and nobody would talk to you. You were like an, an outcast. Yeah. So one of the reasons in that I, I, I stopped doing stadiums and stuff and big concerts is because I didn't have any new music because the record companies wouldn't put my stuff out. Wow. Period. Hmm. So fascinating. I, I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, right. it is what it is. I mean, and God didn't open up any other doors. So I felt like I was, I, at the time, I felt like I was sort of like mm. cut loose. And, and I don't know why. Even wow. to this day, I still don't to, know why. Yeah. Well, I, I feel, I relate. I tell Kelly Stevens every Sunday in my board, like, just let me be an artist, bro. Like, just let me be me. <laughs> yeah. I keep telling them that, Carmen. You know, Kelly, I haven't. Yeah, you got to let you, uh, you got to find out what somebody does and let them do what they do, as yeah. opposed to trying to force them into a, a category, yeah. you know, because you'll take away their uniqueness, you know, just watch the audience. Don't watch them. Watch the audience. <laughs> yeah. If what they do moves the audience, well, now you yeah. have something to work with, yeah. mm -hmm. but you may not like what they do, but pff, you think the head of Sony sits down and listens to rap music all day long. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. but he'll sell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. well, I got a question real quick, Carmen. Um, was there ever a time that God was maybe taking you in another direction that you were maybe a little bit holding back? And uh, uh, answer, no, not that I know of. <laughs> okay, not well, a, not that I'm aware of. I wish you would, because <laughs> I'd probably go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? okay. Any uh, any regrets over over the over oh, the years? Tons of regrets, you know. But there's nothing I can do about it, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, I wish I would have known this. I wish I would have known that. I wish I would have known this. I mean, <laughs> you, you have a bunch of those things, yeah. but you do the best you can with what you have at the time. Um, you know, it, if if I could do anything at this point moving forward, mm -hmm. um, I, I don't think um, it would be in music. Uh, not because of me, but because of who who you surround yourself with or, right. or who's going to support you in it. Cause he, I don't know where the support would come from. Yeah. I can't imagine some record company guy coming up saying, man, we really want to get behind you now. I just, huh. I mean, I do it. I mean, right. what the heck? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not like my talent is gone or my ability <laughs> yeah. is gone, but so I do it. But I probably, if, if, uh, if the acting world opened up, you know, I probably could do that. Cause actors, they still need mm -hmm. old guys. You yeah. know, <laughs> what about, yeah. uh, uh, like a mentorship i mean is there is there anybody that you've seen out there that you're like hey come here buddy let, let me i see me i see bit. tons of people right. but you got to have people that want to listen to you you uh, got to have people that want what you have right or want to be what do what you've done mm -hmm. i don't see anybody out there remotely doing kind of what i did so Nobody's going to ask my advice. <laughs> you seem like a guy from my perspective. Like I said, the first time I really saw you in a concert, 2001, Minneapolis, Minnesota. But the one thing I guess I walked away with or the thing that I appreciate, it seemed like here's some MCD language here, modern Christian. It seems like this dude is about the ministry. It seems like he's about God where that at times seems questionable with artists or Christians. I'm not trying to put them down, but it seems like the ministry has been very important for you. Well, I came in in the seventies, and where ministry, where if you gave up your secular career and, and sang Christian music, you were doing it knowing you would never uh, be on the Johnny Carson show, or or you'd never be on in, in mainstream anything. You would be tagged, and you'd be dead. You're done. Mm 
And uh, so you were dying to yourself right now. Mm. Kids that sign up now, um, I, I would think it, there's more pressure on them to from the record companies to say, well, do you have the ability to cross over? I would say cross over. You know, yep. Do you have ability to have a pop hit? We don't mind about the other stuff, but do, are you pop hit worthy? Can we, if we find a pop hit on you, on your record, because uh, that pop radio is a, a big sales. And mm-hmm. um, if you have the ability to do that, and you and your songs will go there, then you ha- have a much better chance of being signed. Yeah, wow. you know, so they go in with that knowing. Hmm. Um, I think if they just went in saying, uh, I just want to sing for Jesus, then they're going to be tossed into the uh, praise and worship category. Wow. There, there's always yeah, exceptions yeah. to the rule. Sure. But for the most part, um, that's, that, that's generally what, what you're facing. Because right. back in the day, we didn't have a praise and worship category. All, yeah. Everything was praise and worship. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't need a praise and worship category. <laughs> we, we we were the praise and worship category. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah. was, but now you have to separate it. Yeah, it's like oh, okay. Well, so what is <laughs> what is the other category then? Yeah. It's well, it's uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You tell me. I don't okay. know. I, the, got, I got one more question. Okay. Uh, yes, sir. Um, I've seen you on television where you've uh, you've been the person that's behind the mic doing the interviewing. Mm. Uh, who who would have been uh, or who was one of your favorite people that you interviewed? Favorite people I interviewed? Yeah. Um, hmm. Like TBN kind of stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a long yeah. time ago. Um, uh, um, well, probably for personal reasons. I had people that I interviewed that I that I personally liked. I don't know if they were the best interview. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I interviewed uh, uh, Ken Shamrock, who was oh, a yeah. UFC champion. Yes. Um, uh, I interviewed uh, 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 Michael Francis. Francisi. He was uh, second in line in the Colombo crime family. He wow. was he was oh, next, yeah, he was yeah, next yeah. in line yeah. to take over the family. Yeah. I heard him speak one time. Yeah. yeah and he's uh, and we became actually friends after that. You know, we stayed in touch. For, for a good long time. Um, we we kind of lost touch here the last couple of years, but if we if we talked to each other again, it would be like we hadn't yeah, skipped hadn't. a beat, you know. Right. But he's, uh, he, he's pr- of all the people that I interviewed, he would probably be my, my favorite person out of all of them. Right. <laughs> you know, I'd have to go back and listen to the interview to see. Yeah. I don't know what was the best interview, though. Yeah. Um, uh, Pauli uh, Ayala, who was a, a, a world champion boxer, who... who uh, who, who beat Johnny Tapia, who was undefeated. Mm. And uh, he was the first guy to, to, to get a win over him. And I remember him saying that he, was, he used, to be, used to be watching Johnny Tapia when he was an amateur saying, I can beat this guy. I know, and this guy's a world <laughs> champion. So I can beat him. I know how to beat him. I know how to beat him. And he said that this, practically his whole career. Yeah. And he was the guy to, to offer him his first yeah. defeat. Wow. wow. And I guess, I guess that's the way it is in 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 the fight game you know somebody will watch yeah, you yeah, yeah. for years yeah. and study you and study all of your mistakes and all of your rhythms and everything and eventually know exactly how to uh-huh. you know short circuit you yes yeah, yeah. So, see he loves the fight game we should have brought him on mcd the modern christian dads instead of yeah. grace point daily yeah. but yeah, and, and pardon me carmen but how, well, are you trying to stump carmen on my podcast bro no sir. like i'll throw it down right now like <laughs> speaking of the fight game sorry yeah. carmen back to you sir anyway <laughs> Man, we really appreciate you being on, Carmen. Um, here's a question I like that people that we've talked to on Real Life Stories of Grace Point Daily Podcast. 
What do you find after all these years? What's the anthem that pours out of you? Like I, for, for me as a pastor, uh, a, a preacher, someone who leads worship, you know, that there's a certain anthem, a message that flows out of you that's repetitive. You always find yourself going back to that. What are some of those themes or that anthem or that message that continues to flow out of you to this day? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> clearly Jesus one uh, I mean clearly the gospel yeah. like for me like here's one example for me like you hear me say greater things all the time greater things greater things John 14 12 like Lord I'm believing for greater things well, you're you know? a speaker because you could change what you what you speak what, what you deliver every every week true Every time you walk up to the pulpit, you can have something different to do. But yeah. I'm a singer, so I'm singing <laughs> songs that I might sing repeat, repeatedly the yeah. same at, at every time I walk behind a microphone. So when you say anthem, I'm thinking of a song. Yeah. yeah. You know, okay. so I'd have to think about what's your best anthem or what's your most okay. requested what's that? anthem. I mean, I don't know. It's up, it's up, <laughs> it's up to the people, really. People yeah. decide what your best what is, anthem is. What's your number one most listened to song? My number one anthem. Of my own? Yeah, downloaded, listened to, sold. Oh, I wouldn't know. I don't. I don't listen to my own music. I don't. I don't like to hear myself. Because <laughs> to me, to me, everybody sings better than me. So I don't even like to hear myself sing. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Pastor Rachel, best Carmen song ever. Hot take, real fast. Well, it's probably the champion. The champion. The champion? Well, that's a lot. I don't know. It's like a. It's kind of like a an eight and a half minute um, a, a story. Um, Theatrical. I don't even know what you call it. I don't, I don't even know what category. See, that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, how, how do you, this is probably the last question, so I'm going to ask it. Okay. okay. Yes, sir. Uh, uh, <laughs> how, how do you keep it fresh every night, songs that you've been singing for years, uh, and make it feel authentic to the people like this is the first time that they're actually getting the. Depends on how they respond. You know, the way people respond is what gives it its freshness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I just, it's like a joke. If you tell a joke and you know it's really funny, it's going to make everybody laugh. If people really the, laugh at it, yeah. you'll tell that thing the same way every time you get up there. Yeah. You know, um, because you know what it's going to do. Mm -hmm. um, so a song <laughs> is fresh depending on whether or not people respond that way. There's some songs that I used to do back then that I would do now that, don't hit as hard and they yeah. don't respond to as much that mm -hmm. I, I just dump from the category. Yeah. I don't even sing them anymore. Yeah. But back then they were like the big things. The, so. Yeah. But I try to do them now and they're just not, they don't have the impact. So I could, I, I really could care less about them, right. you know, because they don't impact. So mm -hmm. whether I like them or not is irrelevant because I'm not there to please myself. Right. I'm there to please them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like we Kelly and I like the fight game, and we also like a little bit of the pro wrestling, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, think about a pro wrestler; they go out and have to do the, you know, the special yeah. move every night, fifty weeks out. You know, they're yeah. doing this dro same elbow drop, same whatever, and that's a little in a sense of what you have to do over and over again. But what makes it is the it dynamics, is the, the crowd, the response. If the audience. people respond, then 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 you don't mind doing it over and over and over again, right? You know, if if you can get that same response, yeah. You know, which is just like anything. It's just like eating potato chips. If, <laughs> if, if they still taste good after you've eaten 100, you'll go for 200. <laughs> yes. Clancy's. You, know, you just repeat it. If all of a sudden you can't, you can't eat it. Well, here's an interesting thing. After, <laughs> after I went through chemotherapy, it was, oh, there are certain foods that didn't taste that, good to me. Really? Yeah. They, I just couldn't eat them anymore. 
They just did, they taste wow. terrible. Wow. And uh, so I had to drop them from, from my personal menu. Well, so did something uh, with that in mind, was there a food that you didn't like before that that since okay. you've had the chemo that you no because I pretty much like everything, um, but there's the most some stuff I just it for some reason I just lost a taste for. Mm. It just didn't taste good. Interesting. I, I hope I never lose my taste for buffalo wings, Carmen. <laughs> never. I never want it to go away. I don't know. I mean, your, your life will be around. I'm, I'm never, I, I, I can't even remember last time I had buffalo wings. They're, they're, they're just not on my menu yeah. of things, you know, because uh, they're just the wings, right? <laughs> no, yeah, but they're heavenly. Uh, buffalo wild wings. No, I, would, I, would, I would cut the breast off. You want, would, like you want, the, you want the chunk. You I want the whole thing. Okay. Well, I, you know, I respect wings, that, that. That's like the that's like the bad meat part of it. Okay. Yeah, oh. That's the weakest part of it. Like, oh, forget, no. Forget that. <laughs> Carmen. Yeah. Uh, are you? No, I don't want that. I, want, I would rather go for the chicken breast. Okay. So, <laughs> so we yeah. went from Kelly Stevens trying to stump you to you rebuking me now on, on my podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, but they're fine. I mean, if you like them, I mean, I mean, it must be about the it's sauce, hard. I guess. You know? yeah. uh, it, sauce is important. Yeah. Yeah. He's about to make me give up wings <laughs> and just go for the chicken breast. <laughs> uh, but, well, there's not, for me, nothing like a ribeye steak. You know, that's that's my... Oh, now we're talking meat of choice stuff. if we want yeah, to get into we're food. And the stuff now. <laughs> yeah. Carmen, you're awesome. Wow, yeah. thank you. Wow. Yeah. We love you. Appreciate you. I know you got a lot of fans. I'm sure you heard that a billion times before, but we know that God's moving in your heart and your life. We know that yeah. you're not done. I haven't heard yeah. it a billion times. But you got greater things coming, brother. Yes. We're standing with you. We know that there's. Now, there, there's a host of angels behind you, but there's a bunch of people. Because I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, well, they speaking, tired and getting old. Uh, hey, ain't that much greater. They that wait upon the Lord. Uh, is there is there Renewed something strength. specific that uh, we can oh, just great. pray pray with you about? Yeah. Well, next week I go in for my semi annual checkup to see uh, you know what the condition of uh, my because uh, it's multiple myeloma keeps wanting to come back mm-hmm. so i have to go, I, I go in every once every six months and have yeah. since i was released yeah yeah i go in. i do it in, in a week from now yeah well let's close the podcast yeah. out with a prayer in jesus name yeah. father we thank you for carmen his yes. life his ministry the things that you've done in and through him god there's struggles there's yes. things that we don't see uh, mental physical emotional but father god one thing we know that all of your promises are yes, yes. and amen, amen. For Carmen. And so we speak the mighty, powerful name of Jesus over his life. We pray that you would strengthen him, give him renewed strength. God, I know one thing the Bible says. The Bible says in the last days, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all people. That includes Carmen. And you're going to give visions and you're going to give dreams and you're going to give new things. So I just declare that over his life, his ministry. And we just simply say, be healed in Jesus name. Carmen, thanks for joining us. God bless you. We'll talk to you guys next time.